I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I was sitting here in my big, comfortable black leather poppet chair in my living room just now and thinking about Thanksgiving. Among other things, Thanksgiving is an anniversary for me. It was on Thanksgiving night a lot of years ago that I started the Men Are Saints campaign on WNBC Radio. I call it the Mass Appeal, M-A-S, Men Are Saints. See, the idea came from remembering a Thanksgiving when I was watching what happened when my lady wonder wench and our daughter Chris and our daughter-in-law Brenda and our sister-in-law Beth, they were all scurrying around preparing dinner, you know, while the guys were otherwise occupied. (laughs) I, I had an actual thought. I realized that men are seldom given credit for our sensitivity, our intelligence, and our selfless behavior. For example, Here in the Northeast, Thanksgiving is usually celebrated on a cold day, right? So, where do we men traditionally encourage our women to spend the day? Huh? Right. In the warmest room in the house, the kitchen. While we, on the other hand, in a manly display of selfless courage, throw ourselves in front of the TV screen to protect our loved ones from the terrible effects of the cathode rays that squirt out of the picture tube. And how much credit do we men get for that traditional self-sacrifice? Huh? None. Right. think about this. How often have you seen a relatively innocent Louis Louis generation man at a raunchy bar go over to a woman he has never even met and invite her to the safety and comfort of his very own apartment to get her out of that dangerous environment? And what reward do we get? Huh? Right again. None. But we soldier on as we always have, even in the face of this shameful lack of appreciation. And that is the basis for the Mass Appeal MAS Men Are Saints. As you can imagine, the Mass Appeal is frequently not well received by certain people with more evolved levels of social sensitivity and mostly higher voices. Although Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation, has tried to explain that it's testosterone that causes the bad reputation that so many guys enjoy, and we are therefore not responsible for our sometimes strange thought processes and the uh, things that we frequently can't help doing. Tried to explain that. Big Louie says a guy's brain swims in this sea of testosterone, which absorbs some of the shocks of a guy's life to which we are all exposed, like hitting a button on a radio and getting an unexpected blast of Yanni's music, or getting hit in the head by a baseball, or being exposed to high levels of excess verbal communication, all things we have to watch out for. Now, testosterone, you will remember, is a preservative. 
And a preservative does what? Huh? Right. It stops stuff from maturing. And I seem to have a lot of testosterone, which protects me from many of the harmful effects of maturing, which is probably why the Men Are Saints campaign seemed like such a good idea to me in the first place. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Doctors say the birth control pill enlarges a woman's breasts by two inches. Big Louie, his own bad self, says a shape change like that may make it even more likely that the woman might really need the actual birth control function to work even more frequently. Gotta be careful about that. Need to make it clear. Guess what American men and women do most often in their leisure time? Go ahead, guess, huh? No, you're wrong. They eat. That's what they do most often in their leisure time, and you should be ashamed of yourself for thinking thoughts like you were thinking. The U.S. Department of Civil Defense says in case of an atomic bomb attack, you should, quote, shut your windows and your doors and never start any rumors, end quote. And I'm sitting here scratching my head because I'm thinking, how the heck would you start a rumor when an atomic bomb is going <laughs> going off? Well, you, you got to call somebody on the phone huh, and say, uh, he, he's going to say, hey, boy, this is a noisy connection. What did you just say? Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. One of the things that I'm thankful for is that we really lucked out on neighbors around here. A lot of nice folks. My doorbell rang just a little while ago, and it was my next-door neighbor, Randy. And I call Randy the fish whisperer, as in, here, little fishy, come to papa. You know? As soon as I opened the door, there was this distinct aroma that can only be acquired by a guy who has spent all day in an open boat with two other sweaty guys. And Randy had a smile on his face that was so wide his ears were drooping, and he was carrying two very substantial gift pieces of trout in a plastic bag. Now, Randy likes the fishing as much as the eating. In fact, I think he likes the fishing even more. Because he, what he always says is, it's called fishing, not catching. Good point. Fortunately, Randy's wife, Bernadette, is a very understanding person. She has no problem with Randy going off with the guys to spend the day fishing. It's very much like my lady wonder wench, who doesn't really mind when I go down to the airport to fly my little plane. You know, I usually tell her, well, I need to fly the maneuvers the FAA requires to stay current for flying at night or in the clouds. And she... <laughs> She gave me that little wifey eye roll and smile and says, don't hand me that. Just go and have some fun, you know. But it's, it's interesting to me that when Bernadette or my lady wonder wench go away, it is a slightly different dynamic that takes place. Bernadette is going for a short trip next week. Now, Bernadette and Lady Wonder Wench are good friends, and they watch out for each other, you know? And I heard them talking the other day, and Lady Wonder Wench was telling Bernadette that she would keep an eye open for women going in and out the door while Randy is home alone. Now, they both laughed because they both know that Randy doesn't fool around, but I think, isn't it an interesting perspective? It's 
almost like they were tapping into the male fantasy world. Think about it. What a fantasy. This imaginary, lust-crazed Catherine Zeta-Jones look-alike sees Bernadette leave and immediately leaps on poor, defenseless Randy's bones. I hate to tell you, but even though Randy is a reasonably nice-looking young guy, it almost never happens that way in real life. Actually, in real life, on the summer sexy scale, if you will agree that My Lady Wonder Wench is a 10 and Catherine Zeta-Jones is a 9, then I would say Bernadette comes in very comfortably with a very solid 8+. Good-looking lady. So why aren't Randy and I the ones who get worried when the girls are on the town? Could it be that we are either too dumb or too self-confident or that we simply have better things to do? We are a couple of very comfortable guys and I am thankful for my being a very comfortable guy in a very comfortable and happy life. I've been very lucky for a very long time. And a lot of people aren't and I know that. Like the woman in the story called Just Enough from the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. You live by yourself in this little room, but you're never alone. It was in this room that you first made love. You were a virgin at the age of 27. You had plenty of opportunities. A rancher who wanted to give you the side of a mountain with a herd of sheep and your own horse. A disc jockey who offered mostly a lot of bologna, or in his case, Polish sausage. A sales manager who swore that he'd leave his wife for you. You'd gotten used to being called frigid and an old maid. It hurt. But you weren't going to have sex until you were ready to make love. He was a pilot. You were working the all-night shift at the airport. It was late and cold and windy and the ceilings were low. Bad night for pilots. When he called for fuel on the radio, Something in his voice reached all of the way inside you. It was a shock. Like when you suddenly meet someone you thought you'd never see again. When he walked into the office, he was tired, unshaven, and tense. But he gave you a smile that took your breath away. And he headed straight for the telephone. He was checking the weather. He wasn't particularly handsome, but he had a strong, comfortable way of moving. He was flying canceled checks. There was just too much weather for his single-engine airplane, so he had to stay over for the night. You didn't believe your own hearing when your voice invited him to use your apartment. It was right across the street from the airport. You were working all night anyway. He did. And you found him sprawled, deeply asleep, fully clothed on your bed when you got home. So you made him some breakfast. And then... You made love. It was just so damn natural. It was right. It was time. It was good. He left an hour later. He didn't make it. They found the wreckage of the plane about a half mile from the runway. You gave him something no other man ever had. He left you his smile and the sound of his voice in the corners and the shadows of this room. Some nights about this time, like tonight, your body aches for his touch again. 
but what he left is just enough. goes to work every day at that little airport. She knows all the guys. When they come in to refuel their planes, she always says, please be careful. And I've noticed that most of them give her a little hug when she says that because they all know what happened. I've even seen a few tears leaking out from behind some very tough guys' Ray-Bans when they smile and say, sure, I'll be careful. The story is called Just Enough, and if you like it, you can go back to www.dicksummer.com and download it from the Night Connections 2 icon there on the homepage. I really am thankful for my very good life, which has been going on for a little while now as I'm a charter member of the Louie Louie generation. That probably proves that you don't have to be terribly smart to have a good life, I guess, but, but you should be smart enough to be really thankful and more than just on one day a year. And one of the many things that I'm really thankful for is the fact that hey, the fish whisperer who lives next door is, is comfortable showing up late at night, you know, fresh from a fishing trip with a big dumb grin on his face and wearing a stinky sweatshirt and jeans and carrying a couple of big chunks of recently wriggling fish. Now, I will admit he's no saint. He's a good guy. And between us... We have a couple of wives who think that we are still sexy enough so that they can at least kid about having to be on constant guard against fantasy ladies who look suspiciously like a lust-crazed Catherine Zeta-Jones. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.